Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are having a great start to your Wednesday here. We have a big day in investment news. Things are finally on the come up. Stocks are rebounding finally after a terrible last couple of days. Uh, we got Fed news. We got to talk about a tax bill being voted on. There is a lot going on, and I only have 15 minutes. So to help better explain a uh, market headline that we're going to talk about today, I'm gonna our term of the day is going to be the magic penny. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of you guys already know this, uh, but I just, for you guys, new listeners, I want you to understand the power of the penny. Okay, so there's this old rich guy, right? And then there's this young buck, and the young buck comes up to the old rich guy. Hey, how do I get rich like you? And he goes, well, let me see if you've got what it takes. And the guy's like, I got, the young buck goes, I can do anything. What do you need? I'll do whatever you want. And he goes, okay, well, would you rather have a million dollars right now? Or would you rather have a penny that doubles every day for 30 days? And the young buck's like, Psh, I'll take that million bucks right now. I could invest it myself. I could go spend it. I could get my family out of debt, blah, 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 right? Just he's all excited about that million, thinks it's the best decision. And the guy says, all right, show up tomorrow at 4 a.m. So the guy shows up tomorrow at 4 a.m. And he has sand. And sand, and this is my version of the story, guys, right? So there's, a, there's another briefer description, but this is, my, this is my description. So the guy has sand in jars, and he's got one grain of sand, right? And then he's got two, and then he's got three. So he's got 30 jars, right? And they're all slowly getting bigger. And he finally shows him the 10th jar, and the guy's like, man, I still made the right choice. I definitely picked the right thing with the million dollars. Well, eventually, when he gets to the 30th jar, as you guys know, that one penny 30 days earlier is now like $5 million, right? Or 5 million grains of sand, I guess you could say. And the guy was completely dumbfounded. So I think at about 23, at 23 days, aka 23 jars, that's when million dollars is irrelevant. Um, or maybe it's 28. Yeah, because otherwise you'd be doubled that you'd be you'd have way more than five million at 30. Anyways, it's close to like between 25 and 30 where the guy goes, hey, I made the wrong choice in picking the million dollars up front. I should have picked the penny. And so that's like the beginning of this guy's wisdom. OK, so just keep that in mind. All right. If that, that's called compound interest, which, again, if anybody's listening to this, you probably already understand it. But just keep that visual. OK, keep that visual. Um, let's get into the news. All right. What is happening? After a rebound failed yesterday, stock market futures are on the rise as fears of a default by Chinese property giant, giant Evergrande eased. Investors are also waiting for a policy update from the Federal Reserve as they look for clues to when the Fed will scale back its ma massive bond buying program. Uh, yields on the 10-year Treasury note have been steady ahead of the meeting. Evergrande announced it would make a domestic interest payment on time this week. Investors are still waiting to see if the debt-ridden property giant will make a separate international bond payment due later this week that has been expected to miss. China's stock market reopened after a two-day holiday, falling over 1%, but property stocks jumped. The Shanghai Composite reopened with a slight gain. So I just want to touch on that really quickly. There is a Chinese stock um, company that I own that does real estate. Well, I don't know if I... I wouldn't say I own it. I'm watching it. I definitely don't have any holdings in it, but I am watching it and I wanted to share it with you guys. See if I could find it. Um, I have so many that I'm following now. Uh, it's called HGSH, China HGS Real Estate Inc. And I think they buy up 
you, like if you guys have ever been to Hong Kong or any of these big Chinese cities, they have massive, massive apartment complexes. That's typically how people live. It's, it's like New York City or San Fran, but on steroids. And so what they do is I'm pretty sure they like refurbish those because those have been around since the 60s or 70s and they're extremely old and outdated. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that that the property market in China, it is, it's much easier to buy property in China as far as uh, an invest investment standpoint because there's way more land. If you guys know anything about China, it's village, 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 a billion miles, one really large city. And the city might have 20 million people in it. And so there's all that extra land to expand. Whereas in the U.S., there's not a lot of, uh, how do they say it, uh, growing out. There's a lot of growing up. So that's like the difference between single-story buildings and like triple, quadruple story buildings. Uh, so China has the ability to do both, which is why it's a you know, potentially uh, a good investment as far as looking at real estate without actually owning any real estate. Okay, let me get back to the news. Uh, later this morning, the National Association of Realtors, NAR, reported its data for August on existing home sales. They are expected to fall about 3.5% from July. The news follows data showing single-family housing starts Housing starts fell 2.8% in August. Oil prices are moving higher this morning following stocks after falling below 40,000. Bitcoin prices were steady. Okay, let's get into the headlines today. Okay, so this is... We're bringing back to the penny now. So keep that image of compound interest, right? So the U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill to avoid government shutdown and suspend the debt limit. However, the bill faces roadblocks in the Senate as lawmakers face an October deadline to pay the government's bills. Okay, so I'm going to try and give the best description I can as brief as possible here. So the majority of my listeners are between 25 and 50. And that's millennials and then whatever's before millennials, right? But that is the time period where you're trying to grow your money, right? That is like the accumulation phase. And then pretty much 60 to 85 is the distribution phase. And so most of my clients fall within that range. And technically, that's almost everybody on earth (laughs) that can invest, right? Because 18 to 25, you don't have any money um, for the most part. But... The reason I wanted to just briefly talk about this tax bill that's being passed or might be passed, guys, this does not just affect the rich, the rich. It does not. And the reason it doesn't is because of the magic penny compound interest. So, and we'll get into the specifics of the tax bill when it gets officially passed right now, it's in the house and it got passed in the house and now it has to get passed in the Senate. I don't think it'll pass completely in the Senate. There'll be stipulations, uh, but we will go over that as soon as it's done. I promise. And I'll explain specifics. But using that image of the compound of compound interest with the penny, remember how I said between 25 and 30, that is the time period when the guy goes, oh, I kind of crap. I made a bad choice. I should have picked the penny. But those first 25 days, right? He's like, oh, I made a great choice. Ah, it's killing it. I did the right thing here. The reason that is, is because most wealth, it's like a snowball effect. The more the snowball accumulates snow, the more the next turn down the hill, it will accumulate more snow. It's the same thing with growing your money. The 26th day, he will earn way more money than he did on the third day. It's just how compound interest works. And it's the same thing with millennials, with people in our age group, or people, if you're 18, if you're 12 years old and you're like, I got to start saving money. Look, it does not matter. The sooner you start, the better. And so the reason this tax bill is going to affect millennials like myself 
and assuming you guys don't get a you know a big inheritance that would be very very nice at any age but assuming you're just investing the little bit you have here every now and then the reason why that's important is because this tax bill is going to affect you when you're 45 they're trying to take away incentives to invest and i, it, I know people think that at least some people believe that this is going to help uh, underprivileged individuals, right? Oh, the, the, the rich get to invest way too much. They need to be taxed. Listen, they're already taxed almost two or three times. Every investment vehicle, almost every single investment vehicle, they're taxed two or three times. Some are only one, but a lot of them are two or three times. So uh, to give you the explanation here, if you invest, say, you start at 25, right? These tax bills don't affect you yet, or these tax changes on these investment accounts that the tax bill is going to pass. Uh, that will be passed in the tax bill. Jeez, I can't talk. But when you're 45 or you're 55, it will extremely affect you. And so it decentivizes me because I know the bill. I'm like, why would I invest, you know, in, in this vehicle? I already know whenever I'm 45, they're just going to take out the taxes that I've been trying to avoid for 20 years. So I want you guys, if you are younger, 25 to 45, to be interested in who's taking your money. It's not just taxes. It's not just government bills being passed. It's people taking your money. Okay. Um, and again, I know I probably sound a little passionate about it and the bill hasn't even passed yet, but there are things that they're trying to do that totally decentivize people from investing. And I don't get it because the bill that they're going to pass is only going to be able to raise about $250 billion in 10 years. So they're going to take away maybe half a million dollars from you, from me, uh, which is everything to us, to raise $250 billion over 10 years that doesn't even come close to cracking our debt, uh, our debt owed. Like, think about that. They're taking away from individuals for nothing. It's not going to help anybody. And it really, really kills me inside because I don't know why you wouldn't incentivize people to save for the future. Okay. I'm done with that. I only got five minutes left. I'm so sorry, guys. I promise you I will go into specifics of the tax bill. But remember, the less money that someone else takes from you that you can invest, the more money you make. And it's not how much money you make. It's how much money you keep. That is the most important thing. All right, let's go on with the news. A more fun title or uh, headline here is Netflix is going to buy Roald Dahl's entire catalog. If you guys know anything about Roald Dahl, we're talking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, Matilda. Uh, there's one about medicine. I can't remember what it's called, but it was it's like this medicine that turns um, you into like your favorite. It, it was crazy. I can't even remember what it is, but it was really good. I loved Roald Dahl as a kid. Uh, excited to see what Netflix can do with that. Uh, Toast priced its IPO at $40 a share, valuing the food tech company at $20 billion, exceeding its range. The company, which sells technology to restaurants, powered through the pandemic by helping eateries transition to takeout and contactless ordering. So that's good. That's, uh, that's exciting for the food industry. Okay, so let's connect some dots here. Uh, the Fed may try to smooth markets today while it prepares investors for the end of its bond-buying stimulus program and will release its updated dot plot of Fed officials' individual projections of interest rates and the economy. I don't know why they have, why, why it's said this way in the news article. Just they're going to let you know what the projections are for the interest rates. They don't, you don't need to know about the dot plot. That's too much. Um, 
here we go. More with the dot plot. The dot plot could show Fed officials expect to raise interest rates earlier than expected, perhaps as soon as next year, amid concerns that inflation may continue to rise. That in turn could be interpreted as pushing the Fed to wind down its stimulus program even sooner than investors thought. The projections were introduced in 2012 when Fed officials wanted to provide more transparency on the central bank's thinking, which is a good thing because the central bank has so much power, even though everything they say is extremely vague. Uh, it's like a lawyer, the way they talk to you. Like, there's no specific answer. Um, let's see here. Uh, the last set of projections in June surprised investors by showing a majority or seven of the 18 officials expected rates to rise by at least half a percent in 2023, much higher and sooner than previously anticipated. If another two officials were to move up their expectations for a rate increase in 2022, that would show half the committee was eyeing a rate increase next year. Um, why is that important? So that's... Uh, that's kind of the big story, I guess you could say, is inflation and interest rates. Uh, really, it really only matters in the sense of things are going to be more expensive. And as long as spending stays the same, that's a good thing for stock owners. Uh, oil, for example, which we've talked about, these hurricanes that have happened in uh, in the Gulf, when those happened, oil prices went up. Because remember, supply and demand. If there's less supply, which if there's a hurricane, how can they get oil, Right then the demand is also going to go up. And then if demand goes up and supply stays low, prices rise. So, and that's a good thing for, for uh, oil owners. And the reason I like that, I like uh, dividend companies that have a product and not necessarily a service is because when there is uh, supply demands or supply shortages, prices go up on the stocks. And in which case, then they have a dividend. And remember, a dividend is just a payment. It's not growth in the stock. It's a payment from the company. So if I own one Exxon share, they're going to give me, I think it's like 6.5%. 6.5% cash or in stock. It depends upon how you want to take it. Uh, but they will pay you just to own the stock. It's pretty. It's a pretty neat deal if you can have a good company. And Exxon's been around, geez, uh, many, many moons. So I'll say that. So I'm a big fan of Exxon as a dividend company in that sense. But all right, guys, that's going to be it today for today. I'm going to quit boring you. I'm way too passionate about this stuff, uh, but that's why I'm sharing it with you, because if it can save you even one dollar or should I say one penny, uh, then you will be better off for it. And that's my job. OK, um, but that's it for today, guys. As always, invest early, invest often. I will see you guys tomorrow.